Within these pages you will encounter a voice that speaks across two centuries. From behind the prison walls of the Chateau de Vincennes, in the dying days of the Ancien Régime in France. It belongs to a young nobleman of singular talent and personality, who is destined to play a significant role in the complex political turmoil that lies just a few years off, and which is known as the French Revolution. But as yet, Comte Gabriel Honoré Riquetti de Mirabeau rots in prison at the instigation of his father, separated from the woman he loves and their child, whom he will never see, and seeks an outlet for his prodigious energies. Born on the 9th of March, 1749, despite his position as the eldest son of a noble family, Mirabeau cannot be said to have enjoyed a privileged childhood. By virtue of his boisterous character and his striking ugliness, worsened by the scars of smallpox contracted at the age of three, Mirabeau was at constant loggerheads with his father, the Marquis de Mirabeau. As befitted a leading economic and social philosopher of his time, the Marquis's own finances were in permanent disorder, and his family lived in complete disharmony. Mirabeau's mother left home when he was thirteen, and she was replaced by his father's mistress, who was unsuccessful in her attempts to act as stepmother to a boy already written off by his father, as likely to be nothing but an incurably perverse idiot. The conflict between father and son raged throughout Mirabeau's adolescence and early manhood. But however harsh the punishment enforced by the Marquis, it was never enough to halt Gabriel's excesses. His entry into the cavalry at the age of eighteen ended in a welter of debts, an anguished love affair and imprisonment under a lettre de cachet enforced by his father. These lettres simply sidestepped the usual channels of justice and thrust the unfortunate recipient behind the walls of a state prison such as the Bastille, or, in Mirabeau's case, the Ile de Ré in 1768, Chateau d'If in 1774, Fort de Joux in 1775, and the Chateau de Vincennes in 1777. Each of these periods of imprisonment was brought about by the Marquis, though sometimes the lettres were enforced to enable Mirabeau to escape worse punishment. For when a man was in the hands of the king's own special brand of justice, he was also, fortunately, beyond the reach of his creditors. It was during his term in the Fort de Joux, near Pontarlier, in the Jura, that Mirabeau met the grand passion of his life, Sophie de Monnier, the young wife of a local nobleman some forty-eight years her senior. Ironically, it was Saint-Maurice, Mirabeau's jailer, who introduced the lovers, for the ageing Saint-Maurice himself had designs on the bored and nubile young lady. Sophie later said that when she first met Mirabeau, she did not know if he was ugly or handsome. In any event, they both fell heavily in love, and a tortuous intrigue began, which culminated in their elopement on the night of the 24th of August, 1776. They set up home in Amsterdam, where Mirabeau set to work in the publishing trade, and Sophie gave Italian lessons. Meanwhile in France, the abandoned relatives of both parties set about bringing the lovers to heel. In May 1777, they were arrested and brought back to France. Mirabeau was dispatched to the Chateau de Vincennes, and the pregnant Sophie was taken to a house of correction. Unlike the Fort de Joux, 
Vincennes was a real prison, and Mirabeau was confined in a room ten feet by ten, forbidden even to converse with the turnkey who brought his food. He did, however, have access to books, and during the ensuing years, he was released in December 1780, he gradually won concessions in the conditions of his imprisonment. Chief among these was the right to correspond with Sophie. And in these letters, references can be found to the erotic work which formed a part of his considerable literary output of the time. In his letter of the 2nd of February, 1780, Mirabeau tells Sophie of his idea of writing a novel based on the theme of a cynical young stud whose renounced beauty and now proposes to fuck only for money.